Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to Haunted Tales, your weekly dose of horror. We've got everything from ghosts, cryptids, and curses to deals with the devil, giant insects, and more. Sit back and enjoy this week's story after a little message from our friends. This episode is part of a collab with the lovely people of the We Live podcast, an early morning radio show in a post-apocalyptic zombie-infested world, hosted by Gina and Joe Dees. Please give them a listen and also check out our segment on their episode titled Breakout slash Outbreak. Hello to everyone out there in Zombieland. I'm Gina, former host of We Live, a weekly podcast about life after reanimation that I was broadcasting from an island lighthouse somewhere off the coast of the Pacific Northwest. And I'm aging Gen X shock jock radio DJ Joe Dees. One night I broke into Gina's lighthouse thinking it was abandoned, but after I found out she had a plethora of audio equipment, I decided to never leave and turn her depressing death-filled podcast into the We Live Zombie Carnival morning show. Every week, guests from around the world call into our show. They range anywhere from movie producers, podcast hosts, musicians, and even doctors and professors. Unfortunately, by the end of their interview, they are attacked by zombies and killed live on the air. Don't let that get you down. Since we're a radio show, we always make sure to send them off to the best underground and indie music around the world. Think End of Days meets College Radio. And it's all based on the award-winning screenplay of the same name. So make sure to check out We Live. Available on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Every Friday, right here on... Brains 98.6 KZ! In addition, we've got a guest voice actor as well. His name is Joe Gennaro, and he's a podcaster himself. So please check out his show's comic book rundown, A Walk Through the Multiverse, DC Alliance and Ranger Alliance. Thank you, Joe. You did a wonderful job. You can find out more, as well as links to all of their stuff and their social media in the description of this episode. Now, without further ado... Enjoy this week's story. She was born during the boom. A time when food was overflowing, just when the whole world got plunged into chaos. It was heaven for some, others not so much. But she didn't complain. Born into a litter of almost a dozen, there still was never a shortage of food down there in the sewers. Taking her first few steps, she started to get a feel for her world. A river of trash passed by her home, carrying everything a rat might need with it, day in, day out. It was warm in here. Surrounded by her family, with the smell of the swarm covering everything, even the deepest cracks of the concrete. Days passed, and slowly she got stronger, bigger, started to roam and poke her head out of the hole, watching and smelling the river running by. Different odors hit her for the first time. Humans and their waste. Other animals 
some smelling like food, and some far more dangerous. It took her a bit to start exploring on her own. First, only short trips. Always within sight of the hole that led to their nest. Then later, she started walking along the river that seemed to get smaller with every passing day. Screams could be heard down there. Humans crying out in terror. But she didn't care. They weren't dangerous to her weren't down here with her. The smells changed as well. Less trash and waste, more death and decay. She started exploring further, now completely self-reliant, shooting along the pipes, climbing up into inlets. And finally, one day, she reached the surface. Up there, where just weeks before cars had been thundering along, where now only the wind still moved. She was cautious, stayed in the shadows of toppled over trash cans, could smell the stench of blood and decay all the while, and heard more of her species walking around. That was no problem. Food was plenty. There was no need to fight over scraps when so much stuff was lying around. She started getting braver. Every excursion took longer, bringing her farther, until one day she saw something that shouldn't be. A corpse, lying on the ground, yet none of her brethren even dared approach this thing. It was dead. Every instinct told her as much, yet somehow it still moved, groaned, got up onto its legs, a giant, towering death thing. She ran and stopped and watched it closely. It didn't scream like normal humans did, stayed and swayed in the soft breeze, its stench covering the whole area. Normally, those things should be food. They should stay down and wait to be eaten. But now she hesitated. Even though it didn't react to her presence, didn't try and hunt her, had a hard time simply keeping upright, every part of her warned her to stay away. This was wrong. It was as simple a feeling as could be. Dead things shouldn't move on their own. Yet this one did. She could see others of her kind circling the thing. None daring to get any closer. All watching, waiting. It swayed, towering high above them, but still made no move. Was it dead or alive? The breeze brought a smell of more such things to her. Hundreds of them, thousands. She could hear them if she listened closely, far, far away. Their steps shook the ground slightly as they moved in a group and slowly the one in front of her seemed to turn and stagger off toward them. 
All the rats in its way jumped and raced off, slipping into the sewers beneath the grates. Yet she remained, transfixed by this strange thing. It wasn't necessary to follow it, wouldn't bring her anything or sate her curiosity, her instincts warned her. But it hadn't attacked any of them. Strange things were happening. Slowly but surely, the river beneath the street started to dry up. No longer did trash spill into the sewers. No one flushed a toilet or dumped anything down here. And the rats started to notice. Where earlier there had been such an abundance that giant groups had formed, now there was anger in the air. Exploring got far more dangerous suddenly. Not because of something external, but the other rats themselves. Some of them smelled of food, had found either a stash left by the humans or one of the small groups that still inhabited this place. And those were the most dangerous rats. Hissing as soon as they smelled her, warning her off, even willing to kill her to keep their food. She had to run time and time again. The world had fallen into chaos, and now even her kind was starting to act that way. As food got more and more scarce, the groups began to splinter and families fell apart. Litters disappeared overnight, nests got destroyed. It was far worse than anything the humans could have done. This time, their enemy came from within, and she could do nothing but run and hide and run again. Her own family disappeared when she was out scavenging for food, and for the first time, she felt fear, even while huddled down in a now empty nest. But she survived, scraping by by running around and finding old scraps and long-forgotten crumbs. She felt the weight loss and the lethargy coming with it, and it was almost a miracle that she made it through her first winter. Licking sludge off the concrete, waiting hungrily for rain that might pull something loose and let it fall down the sewers. Neither warmth nor food was a given anymore. Only as the seasons changed, the world seemed to wake up again, did she dare to reascend up to the surface. She could still smell the dead things, hear them shambling around, staggering aimlessly all over the place, while the sounds and odor of her own kind seemed now almost absent. Slowly, she started exploring again, her instincts telling her that staying down there in the sewers was as good as waiting for her own death. The risks she had to take got bigger. She got close to some groups of rats, already coming out to drive her off, entering old buildings where the tight corners and strange shapes still seemed to harbor bad things. It was hard, but she survived. until spring turned to summer, and summer started to turn into fall. That was the day she saw them, two humans 
not dead, but alive. Running away from something, and her instincts told her to follow them. The smell of food was lingering around them from the heavy packs they were carrying, and they suddenly stopped to lift one of the manhole covers. She could hardly believe her luck. Where humans settled, food would follow. If she managed to stick close to them, she would be first in line, and this time she would defend her find too. The two humans slipped into the sewers, and she followed through a smaller inlet. Their noise, their odors were easy to identify. Nothing else down there smelled or sounded in any way like them, so she never had to fear losing them in the tunnels. Just one problem remained. She wasn't the only rat that had seen them. Others were following close behind her, heading in the same direction she was. Yet this time, she didn't hear hissing or growling. All the rats that found them seemed far too focused on the chance to get easy food to show aggression. Maybe they could live side by side again, like a family. If the humans had enough food, they could defend it against new intruders together, make sure they would be fed and warm even if another winter came. She raced along, ignored the sounds of other paws behind her, and concentrated on the two humans now slowly moving through the tunnels. Were they looking for something? It seemed that way. Their pack smelled of fresh food, yet she didn't dare to show herself. Humans weren't friends. They would hunt her if she came too close. So she kept her hunger at bay and followed slowly behind them, making almost no noise while those two walked on for hours. She could feel herself getting anxious, impatient, and the others of her own kind stayed back behind her just a bit, leaving her the dubious honor of watching the humans closest. Finally, After what felt like an eternity, she heard them putting down their packs right at a giant intersection, and she could feel her legs starting to move toward them on their own. Food. Warmth. Family. It would be like before, her instincts told her. She stopped her feet the moment something hard, heavy and made of metal hit the cement floor and let the air vibrate. Impatience would be deadly. So she stood there in a dark corner and watched them work. Building walls with so many holes in them, a whole group could pass it by at once. Putting out cloth like the bedding in a nest. Setting down boxes and boxes that all smelled of food. She could feel herself salivating, yet still didn't dare to move forward. It wasn't the right time yet. They were still watching, still defending it. But soon, they would sleep. Her instincts were correct. She watched and waited until finally both of the humans turned away laying down on their bedding and shutting off the light. 
Darkness didn't matter to her. It was an old friend. She came out of her hole together with the others as they rushed forward and descended upon the food. There was no fight amongst them. Each and every one could get their fill and run back long before the humans awoke. She even had time to choose a new home for herself. One of the cracks close by, just outside the barrier, where the humans wouldn't see her, and she could come and go as she pleased. Others did the same, now living right next to her, and for the first time in a long while, she didn't feel threatened. This was what it should be like. They would grow closer, she could feel it. All throughout the day, she felt and heard the humans stumping around, screaming and carrying heavy stuff. And as the next night came, her life, her whole existence would change. It started innocently enough. A single crumb, shimmering greenish in the low light below a grate, right on her way to the food. It smelled strangely foreign, and she watched as other rats passed her by, running toward the supplies. They didn't even look at it or smell it, left it for her alone, and she stopped to inspect it more closely. Her sense of smell told her it was edible, nutritious, and as she grabbed it between her front paws and looked around, she could see a few of the smaller rats watching her. That bite she took turned her whole world upside down. Pain shot through her body. She felt her fur standing on end, spat out the stuff she could, but knew instinctively that it wasn't enough. Hot, searing agony radiated out from her stomach as she squealed and dropped a cube, trying to run away from the pain, but carrying it with her. She managed to get to her hole, just as the light went out of her eyes. Convulsing, dragging herself forward, she felt every sense in her body shifting, blurring, shutting down. It was hot and cold. The ground beneath her rose and sank. It smelled burned and rotten. She dragged herself deeper into the small crevice her hind legs kicking the air as her jaw started to cramp up. All that was constant now was the pain. Everything else seemed to appear and disappear, but this burning agony right in her core consumed her body. She squeaked, squealed, and thought she could hear others approaching before realizing that she was completely alone. No one was there with her. Again, she was alone, forgotten even by her own kind. The darkness surrounding her got thicker, the pain worse. All her instincts screamed at her, wailing that she was about to die, yet she couldn't do anything against it. It was inevitable. 
And that was when the voice found her. It didn't speak because she understood no language. Didn't bargain with her because she had no concept of it. All it did, all it had to do was to be there. She felt it. In the darkness, through the pain, it touched her, held her, cleaned her, just like her mother had done when she had opened her eyes for the first time. And suddenly, all the pain disappeared. She opened her eyes and understood. There was no agony, no poison in her body ripping apart her insides. No breath coming out of her mouth any longer. Yet she came to her feet as easily as before. She understood. And as she emerged and could see the world in a new light, heard the humans snoring off in the distance, her own kind dripping through the supplies, she even felt it. The sorrow, this anger, the chaos in it all. Other rats saw her and disappeared into their holes, driven by instincts as she stepped out into the tunnel for the first time, knowing herself, seeing herself, thinking herself. She wouldn't be alone any longer. Whatever had come into her had given her a second chance, a better chance. Wasting it would be foolish. She didn't just want a family. She wanted everything. Racing forward, she caught a glimpse of herself for the first time and realized what she was seeing. This was her. Her body, her form. Her now red eyes glowed in the night while her dark fur disappeared between the shadows. No wonder the others hid from her. But soon, they wouldn't need to. They would follow her willingly. The strange new voice inside her mind promised her. She didn't want to be cruel, but had to be. At least for now, until she got her family. Hearing them shivering in their holes as she visited them one by one made her feel new emotions. Things she had never experienced before. Disgust, anger, and somehow, shame. They looked at her like she was a predator, squealed and tried to fight her off when all she wanted to do was take them in with her. It would be a better life. No more fighting amongst themselves. They could be together. Survive together. So she bit them, one by one. Their teeth cut into her skin, but she felt no pain. Watching them as they started to convulse, she waited with each and every one of them like a mother would for her children. That was what they were now. Her family. And one by one they followed her from hole to hole, waiting outside to greet their new brethren. 
It didn't matter to her how old the newcomers were, how sick or weak. They all fit in. They all had a purpose. She felt them. Each and every one of her children could see through them. They were her body, her vessel. It didn't even take her a whole day to clear the area completely. None escaped, and as the sun set again, the tunnels came alive on her command. She could see human traps now strewn about, a spring and some kind of clamp, simple at least, for her as she was now. Clearing them away was easy, as well as destroying the poison. They wouldn't hurt her family anymore, she promised herself. She watched them now, sent out her children to get their supplies. Not for herself or her family. None of them even hungered anymore. But for the others? More and more rats were arriving. Then all of them ended up amongst her children one way or another. Her family was swelling. Hundreds of eyes already watched the sewers and the people. It would be easy, the voice promised her, as she looked at the sleeping form of the woman, tossing and turning in the dream. They were completely oblivious. It would be so, so easy. But no, she could feel it. It wasn't time for that yet. So she watched a woman sleep, seeing those humans as the imperfect beings they truly were for the first time. Not the unknowable, terrifying giants, but simple beings, afraid and panicked, fighting for their own survival. Her bite might be deadly for her own kind, but there was no way of knowing if humans would react the same way. That was one thing she didn't know yet and the curiosity was killing her. So, looking down at the sleeping form, she hatched a plan, and after watching a bit longer, she finally left them. Those next days were hectic. There was much to do, and her family was growing steadily. It took them three more nights, until she'd finally managed to complete the preparations. Three nights of raiding their food, of pushing the humans into a corner, of making them angry. Seeing them through the eyes of her children, waiting by their supplies with clubs drawn and in almost complete darkness, would have made her chuckle if she could. Her family moved toward them through the barricade. All of them approached until they could see those two figures, hunched over yet towering above everything else. She was there as well, closer than anyone else, sitting in the darkness in the middle of the room. Starting the noise was easy, watching the two people raising their weapons, yet unable to see a target, electrifying. Their fear, after all the humans had done to her and her kind, brought her more joy than she had ever thought possible. 
Her family scratched the floors all around them, started squeaking softly, and the humans began to panic. She could smell it in the air, their sour stench, could see it. Big clubs that could squash any of them whizzing through the air, yet finding no target. It was perfect, easy. Then, right on cue, the sound stopped. She could see true terror setting in and felt a shock racing through the cement as one of the clubs hit the floor. Squealing with joy, they all started to run, and just as she had imagined, one of the humans followed her. He was screaming, roaring, loud and ominous, as his heavy steps came after her. The other human was shouting as well. Only her voice sounded far more frightened. This woman knew something was up, yet she couldn't stop her partner. Her family rushed toward the smaller, tighter tunnels, and she followed, the man still behind her, shouting and banging his club. It would be so easy to hide she thought. Every small pipe and inlet she passed by would have taken her out of danger, but she needed him, wanted him. This urge to know how far she could reach was intoxicating. His club struck the wall, setting off a cloud of dust and tiny shards of hardened concrete, yet she didn't feel fear for a single second. It was all going according to plan. He was following her, wanted to kill her, and she was leading him along, deeper into the tunnels. Her family was watching them. She could see him through countless eyes. Sweat on his brow, a grimace on his face. Soon, she thought, and rounded the last corner, leading into what was ostensibly a dead end. For humans. He was coming up behind her, very close now, and let out a triumphant roar as he swung his club down onto the floor. She jumped, felt the gust of wind, and heard the deafening thud as the metal collided with the concrete below. It didn't hit her. Would never have. She could see everything, knew exactly how far away the weapon was, and dove into one of the outlets as the man's feet slid over the floor. He couldn't see them. Didn't know. Hundreds of eyes watched him now, and in a single instant they all rushed toward him. She knew that she would lose some of her family some parts of her new self. But it was worth it. They jumped on him, bit him, got thrown off only to race forward again. He was screaming, crying, stumping his feet while he tried to protect his face. It didn't help him. His fight had been a lost cause since the moment he had stepped into these tunnels. He fell over, she waited until his cries got quieter, closer to whimpers than screams, while watching untold numbers of teeth and paws scratching and biting his flesh.
Only then did she appear, climbing the shivering heap covered in thousands of wounds. Up at the side of his neck was the artery where she put her teeth. One last scream escaped him while she waited for his quivering mass to stop moving. The stench of blood filled the air while she sat atop him, anxious about what would happen next. This voice, this thing that had found her, still whispered in her ear, but even it seemed uncertain. At least until the shaking started. She felt the body moving beneath her, and at the same time, in her mind. This connection was much more brutal than any of the others she had gotten. Racing up to his shoulder, she watched the world shrink beneath her as the man opened his eyes and gave her a view she had never thought possible. It was disorienting, exhilarating, but nothing compared to his wave of impressions and memories flooding her and the whole family at once. Hundreds of tiny, furry bodies shivered and shook as it washed over them like a wave. A new ocean had opened to her, to them, and as they climbed up on him, they all felt this strange sensation, this knowledge. She got a spot on his shoulder, watching the world as the former human took his first step under her command, swaying softly. More. She needed more. The lumbering giant began walking. There was one more down here. In his memories, she could see the woman. Colleen. Her thought came out of his mouth. The rest of her family followed, some climbing up on him, others walking beside, a few racing along the pipes. More. She wanted to see the world that had been opened up to her. The first of her brethren had already reached the base of the humans and watched curiously as the woman was pacing back and forth behind the door in the barricade. She was anxious, held something in her hand. A gun. Fear flared up in the man's mind, just for a moment. An involuntary reflex, she knew, but followed the memories. Those things were dangerous, much more for humans than for her former kind. She wanted to see it, feel it in the hands she now controlled. Colleen, the man whispered, the sound so strange, so foreign, so curious. A new way of communicating, far more complex than she had ever imagined. They reached the door of the barricade and tried to open it, but found it locked. It was rattling, and she could see the woman behind, freezing in shock. Xander? For the first time, she heard and understood another human's voice. The body of the man froze as memories washed over her, times they had spent together. Fondness, affection. 
She felt rage building inside herself. Colleen. The man's voice mumbled again. Come on, let us in. The woman still didn't move. She was shaking her head. What happened out there? She could feel the blood dripping down his body, the shaking of his hand as it rattled the handle of the door. Come on, let us in, he groaned. Through the eyes of her swarm, she could see the woman fumbling with the small recorder she had carried around with her. Putting it down on the table next to her while still staring at the door. Why was she hesitant? She knew the pain and fear the man and woman had experienced. There was nothing like that in her family. They could all not just coexist, but live together. Come on, let us hey, in. Colleen, you have to come Words see this. Words came out of his mouth, now sharper, almost enraged, <coughs> and she felt the exhilaration of this strange emotion running through the whole swarm. This woman felt it too. Hey, Colleen, Her expression changed from to, timid to angry. Piss off, Sander! I still have the gun! She could see her shaking in fear, even though she tried to sound tough. Let us in, you know I can see you. The man's voice got louder now too. She wanted to show this woman that a fight was pointless. They could all be happy, part of a family. Her brethren started to claw Come on, let us in. You're shaking, Colleen. That gun won't help you. Come on, let us in. There were tears running down the woman's face. Why was she so obstinate? Why fight when it was pointless to resist? Let us in. You know I can see you. I can still put a bullet in your head, you fucking creep. She felt a new You're wave shaking, of emotions Colleen. washing over her. That gun this won't was help you. Exhilarating. Breaking off a piece You're of wood, shaking, she could look Colleen. inside through the man's eyes. The gun won't Suddenly, help you. a wave of laughter came from first him, then her <laughs> and the rest of the swarm. You don't have, you enough, don't have bullets, enough bullets, Colleen. Colleen. I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. We're, We're everywhere. everywhere. The fear in the woman's eyes made her shake. You're shivering, it was Colleen. Like to be an apex the gun character. behind your back will slip out of your Someone who didn't have to feel careful. She let his fist crash against the barricade, shaking. We're awake now, Colleen. You're shivering. Come Colleen. join us. The gun behind your so back much will slip out of your already. hand. If you we've been careful. so close, I've even what watched you sleep. Fuck off. What happened to you? She chuckled. There was no way to describe this feeling now. <laughs> We're awake now, Colleen. We're awake now. Come Colleen. join us. Come we join us. We know so much about we know you so already. Much about you already. We've been so close. We've been so I've close. even watched you sleep. I've even watched you sleep. The woman had lifted a gun and was looking at him, at them, tears still <laughs> running down her cheeks. I'm everywhere, Colleen. 
Go fuck yourself. Touch this door one more time and I will put a bullet right through your head. Join the mischief, Colleen. This sounded like a challenge in her ears. She needed to show her. I'm everywhere, Colleen. Colleen! I can come in whenever I want. Join Colleen! Join the mischief, Colleen. His hand broke through the barricade as if it were made of straw, and she heard the woman scream in shock and terror. Their eyes met. Not his and the woman's, but hers. Colleen! And for a single moment, she understood that this human could see something in her. Colleen! The muzzle of the gun lifted, pointed right at her, and as she squeaked, the man's body moved in an instant. (laughs) She could feel hot air whizzing by, an impact right in his chest, and heard the woman screaming, turning, running as the man went down. Even though there was no pain, she still felt the shock of memories and emotions running through his mind. A loud crash echoed along the tunnels as she could see the woman breaking headfirst through the barricade in the back. Smelled blood as the barbed wire cut her open. It took her a few seconds to get the man back up. He was shaking, his body trembling, but she could suppress the fear well enough to go on. It didn't matter. They had all the time in the world. Her brethren were following the woman already, watching her. Slowly, with shaking, swaying steps, she guided the man through what he had once called his home. His emotions were going haywire, and she had to stop his feet for a short time to not fall over. This was far more complex than she had imagined. But she would learn in time. Her family still followed the woman and made sure to not let her out of sight, to stop her from leaving. Colleen. The man coughed, and slowly his body seemed to calm down. There was the trail of blood leading through the broken barricade, shimmering in the light of the lamps. Colleen! She made him shout knew that his voice would reach the woman and enjoyed seeing her shaking through the eyes of her family. First, her. Then, the surface. Her family would grow, and she would take care of all of them. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this week's story. If you did, please consider supporting us on buymeacoffee.com slash hauntedtalespod. If you have anything to share with us, be it comments, story ideas you would like to hear, or just cute pictures of your pet, you can find all of our social media links in the episode descriptions. Until next time.